Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Ha! Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff so- show. I'm one of your ho- hope that Wow, I can't talk today, Justin. Man, good off, luck to off us. Off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me, though not directly next to me, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, great to be here. Um, man, it feels like here. forever since we've done this stuff. Yeah, it has been a while. So if you're not familiar with what's happening here this evening... Uh, we are going to be playing our college football dynasty. We're on year three with the Florida Atlantic Owls, Coach Joey Raffoff, Justin and I sharing responsibilities. We uh, we did pretty good in year two, Justin. Yeah, um, we've been a little bit better. Um, just trying to kind of figure some things out here. It, I don't know that I've played since we last played the in last July. Play, so. Less than ideal. Yeah. So, and I, I know there are people watching or listening out there that are rolling their eyes, disappointed that this is what we're doing because they apparently don't like that we do this. And I, they don't. I, they don't like fun. Is that- I don't. I don't know what their problem is, but I reminded one of them today. I won't name names. You can probably figure it out though. Oh, I already know. Um, that we still talk sports while we're playing. It's not like we just sit around here. Right. Only playing the game and only talking about college football 2014. Right, exactly. Which is still one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest games of all time. Thankful that we're just, I guess, just a little over a year away from the reboot coming out. Um, I believe that's they're still hoping that comes out in July 2023. That would be awesome. So we got about 16 months to go. Uh, it will be interesting to see what the, the it looks like on next-gen consoles and what can, they can come up with. If they're smart, once they really get into the development phase and work in the constraints of whatever uh, NCAA and the, uh, what is it, college clearinghouse or whatever that 
grabs all the logos and yeah. uniforms and stadiums and songs and all that kind of stuff. Once the, they work through that, they should get the people working on college football revamped, which is just people taking the current game that Justin is literally playing right now and overhauling it to update it for graphics. Like literally the new ESPN graphics that they use in the college football broadcasts are in the game. All the uniforms are, are updated and included. Like if I had the uh, the time or money to pursue playing college football revamped, we could use um, Penn State's uh, throwback uniforms, the uh, Generations of Greatness, which is one of my favorite uniforms of any college and obviously we're biased but uh, i think it's pretty uh ex- significant uh-oh did you injure their quarterback that quarterback got hurt so um it probably shouldn't surprise you justin but florida is 99s across the board oh so um we're not too shabby though we are starting the season ranked 12th justin plays the defense i play the offense so we're gonna do a little right. switch here all back all right and uh yeah Good job. Good start. Oh, I missed. I missed. Uh, sorry, I missed what they. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to an injury update on their quarterback. But oh, I missed it there. Um, but yeah, so I'm just glad they didn't give up a 80 yard touchdown on the first yeah, try. Right. Um, so Justin, we have the returning Heisman Trophy winner, Larry McCammon. He rushed for nearly 2,000 yards for us last year and had 29 touchdowns. Uh, we went 13-1, and one and uh, just a good season. We finished ranked fourth, and, you know, we started the season unranked because the year before we were 7-6, and six, won the Hawaii Bowl, but um, we're a little inconsistent at times, so no one expected much from us. We weren't ranked in the top 25, so we had to work all our way up to number four, and we did have a loss at the beginning of the year. So us starting at 12 this year, as long as we can – uh, stick some wins together. I think we can uh, we can get to the promised land, the, oh, yeah. uh, the BCS as it is in this game. Yeah. Oh man! Imagine how awesome the game, the new game would be with new expanded playoffs too. Like, oh, I know. Oh man! There, and that that's a playoffs is a way they've somehow have made it so you can like it's the, the CFP is in the college football right, revamp. Like right. you get four teams into which the is interesting because playoff. like a lot of people I don't think understand that the CFP is oh, a separate I, is like a separate entity. Freshman quarterback. Yep. I tapped it. Oh man, that sucks. Um out for game. Quarterback's out for the game. Oh man. Oh, oh. because I'm playing with a freshman quarterback, I can't see the pre-snap oh Oh, gosh did you see that it had question marks (laughs) well hopefully he'll come along as the season goes on yeah but he's an 81 or 82 overall he's a five-star landed him in the off-season recruiting we're hitting the recruiting trail hard. so the one thing that we're not good at for sure is our guards are awful oh our left tackle and center are good and our right tackle isn't bad but our left and right guard are like 62s overall or something like that yeah maybe the dolphins can pick up those guys (laughs) Uh, it wouldn't be much different unfortunately (laughs) all right so to please our uh, longtime listeners uh we should clearly talk about the nba because that's uh that's what they want to hear yeah um I 
So the Sixers, <laughs> since right. we were last on, um, and, well, since we, we haven't talked about NBA since probably I don't know, early but, last summer, yeah, like in between say, our like, NFL yeah, updates. Yeah, the end of last year or last season. Like, I'm going for this, by the way. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, so big trade. Sixers traded for James Harden. Um, Uh-oh, I'm not going to get it. It was. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so it was, um, you know, huge blockbuster trade. And apparently the Sixers lost the trade, though, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody kind of said. But, I mean, it got off to on the right foot. James Harden, the first, was it four games? Sixers won all four. They're putting up massive amount of points. Yeah. Outscoring now, everyone. Right. They lost yesterday. Harden didn't play, though. Harden didn't play. And it was their third game in four days. And the it was the second of a back-to-back. And <laughs> they had to travel. Didn't get to Miami till 3 a.m. So. Awesome. <laughs> There we go. Boom. Should be getting the ball right back. Here, do you want to do the return? Do you want to do the punt return? Sure. Bring it out, baby. Maybe them losing their quarterback is going to hurt them. Yeah. I, now I, I just need to do something with it here. Um, but, but, yeah, so the Sixers are are, are fun. I mean, they were yeah, good. I think they're second in the East right now. Maybe third. Before they, before they got Harden, they were third. Yeah, and then they they uh, climbed up to second. Um, they're maybe three and a half behind the Heat because that's who they lost to last night. Heat are very good, um, but man. So the thing is, I look at it. They needed like last year. They needed to be significantly better than last year. Like that. That's the goal. Um. This is a swing for the fence. You know, this is a the, the trade for Harden is a deal that says, all right, well, if we want to be better, we need to like we need to change things. We can't just continue doing the same old thing. Yeah. And so they went for it. Um and you know they went for it and they really wanted Harden because they traded the big piece to me that that well, cuz obviously Simmons was going to be involved in the trade, but the big piece was oh, fourth inches. Um, the big thing was, um, that they included Seth Curry and I wish they yeah, could have kept I, yeah, Curry. Well, you and I have talked However, about like, that. I was glad they kept Thibault and, uh, Maxie and Maxie. Oh my gosh. The last couple of weeks, Maxie's just been insane. Um, and it was interesting cause it was one of those things where it was like Maxie, <laughs> like somebody said it and it's, I don't know that it's true, but it's. I'm I'm gonna claim it is now. Like Maxi's improved more in one season than like Ben Simmons improved in his career. Right. Like um he he is shooting thirteen percent better from three point line with the same volume of three point shots. But like he it's a good fit. He's high energy, he's running up and down the floor. Like, so that's that's all that's been fun to watch. Um but not just that that curry trade. Seth Curry is um deadly he, shooter. Well, yeah, he's also Doc's son-in-law. <laughs> yes. So Doc traded away his son-in-law. So when when they signed Seth Curry or when they sorry, when they traded for Seth Curry. Does Doc have final him, say over personnel? No, no, he does not have final say. But 
generally he's involved in the conversation, but he does not have final say. But he joked that he was thrilled, and the reason he wanted the trade so bad was, uh, one, he's a good player, but two, he wanted to see his grandkids more, and he just sent his family up the turnpike. Yeah. Um, that being said, I I like Seth Curry, but he was he needs to be on the Sixers. He was probably their second best scorer, and he needed he needs to be on a team where he's the third best scorer, where he's just the shooter. Yeah, you know, and the Sixers didn't have that. Now they do. You know, if you could have kept him, yeah, that would have been great if you could have kept him, but we couldn't. Like in order to get. Right, you got to give something like, up. Right, exactly. So, well, well now they did uh, also make a splash in adding Jordan. Right? Did they? Did that ever go through? DeAndre yeah. Jordan. Yep, DeAndre Jordan. They added. They claimed off of waivers. Yep. Or sorry, he might have cleared waivers and then they signed him. Nice. Yeah. Very so nice. I mean, the Sixers are set up. They need to stay healthy. That's their biggest thing. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And Bead Harden seem to need nights off all the time. Just. Right, uh, you know what do they call it? maintenance type? Right, you know kind of right. what you hear about LeBron. They have to uh, they have to keep them healthy. But it, here's the thing: <sighs> nothing in the regular season really matters other than health. Right. <laughs> um, they need they need to work things out. What they in in my opinion, what they need to figure out is they need to figure out Tobias Harris's role in the rest of the regular season. Uh, because Tobias Harris, and honestly, I feel like this could be a great spot because Tobias Harris could be in a spot. Nice catch. Keep an eye on your time. Yep. Um, Tobias Harris is in a spot where he oh, he was maybe the second or third best player on the team, and he he isn't or he shouldn't be. You know what I mean? And so, um. It's one of those things where the fact that he can now be maybe the third or fourth best player on the team, like we just got to figure out that role. And that's where Doc Rivers, who has a long time relationship with Tobias Harris, that's where that can come into play, I believe. So I'm hopeful. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Right before half, too. We get the ball, too. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really happy that they were able to get Harden. Um, in full disclosure, I've complained about Harden plenty, like before he was on the Sixers. Um, no, I did too, and I, when I hey, complained in his now. days when he was in Oklahoma City, like uh, yeah. when he was a young guy. Yeah, yeah. So. But if he makes the Sixers better, I'm all about it. Right. And honestly, I, I am on board with I think he makes them better. Like, there is all this, you know, there is question because, um, you know, the Nets are maybe some of their – among their biggest competition in the East, and you gave them a good player in Seth Curry. You, Who knows what Ben Simmons is going to be? You know what I mean? Um But, yeah, and, man, Simmons not being ready to play yet. Like, for physical stuff. Oh, oh. I thought that was going to be a fumble. Oh, man.
So I w- we'll see. I mean, who who are the biggest challengers to them in, in the East? Like, um, the, so I Milwaukee. Mean, people- well, so here's the thing: Do you go? Do you want the biggest challengers by rankings, or, or by like the standings, or do you want the biggest ones by like who's going to be there in the end? Well, standings first. <laughs> All right. So standings first. All right. I assume Celtics. No, well, Celtics are down right now. I mean, they beat the Nets today. Um, but so you have Miami's the one seed right now. Oh, Miami's the one. I didn't yeah, realize so Miami's that. the one. So Jimmy Butler's there. Um, they have Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Lowry, or Kyle Lowry, not Kyrie. Kyle Lowry went there. Former Villanova player was on those was on the Toronto championship team. Um, Sixers have always been mentioned about him as yeah, a landing yeah. spot, and he's one of those players I loved him at Villanova. Then I couldn't stand him because he played for Toronto, and I wanted I I liked him, but like he was a thorn in the side of the Sixers for a while, and I didn't like that. Um, and just his he he can be one of those players that like you love when he's on your team, but he's like scrappy, and you don't like him when he's on the other team. Um, you mean like Bryce Harper? Yes, one hundred percent. So, like uh, Tyler Hero is averaging like a ton of points. He's probably going to win six man of the year. Um, however, like he's also averaging a ton of minutes. So, like he's averaging more minutes than the average six man. But um, that's because he's playing really well. So Miami's really good. Sixers lost last night. They were shorthanded, like we said, and also scheduling wise, we're at a bit of a disadvantage. But they're definitely going to be a hurdle. Um, the Sixers are right there near the top. Um, also near the top are like the Cavs, which is interesting. Um, the Cavs, because they're, I don't, this sounds terrible. They shouldn't be, but they're, they're playing really well. Um, but Milwaukee's going to be there, you know, returning NBA champs who return most of their key pieces, um, including finals MVP Giannis. Like, um, you have the Nets, of course. So you have Kevin Durant, who is arguably the best player in the league. You know, um, Kyrie sometimes. If he's ever able (laughs) to play or allowed to play, wants to play. Right. Well, and then there was momentum that, oh, he was going to, they were, you know, the situation in New York was going to get changed. Well, it did change, but it doesn't apply to the category that the Nets fall under. Um, and yeah, so that's just interesting. Um, and then like Ben Simmons is a key piece for them. And now apparently, you know, I guess Brian Windhorst, some people love Brian. Some people can't stand him, but like he reported earlier this week that Simmons isn't even of a like day to day status right now. He's like week to week. Really? And that that was a direct quote from Rich Paul. Like, you know, so like the agent saying week to week, they basically said that could mean like, and I guess Steve Nash may have made a comment. Someone made a comment like, yeah, you know, we're, we're fully confident. Like he'll be ready to go by the playoffs. Wait, 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 what? You know, like, right. There's still like a month and a half left. Like what, what do you mean? Ready by the playoffs? (laughs) Like, Right. And the fact that he's not going to be there. Oh. He's he, they said there's a 0% chance he plays on Thursday. Yeah. At Philly. Oh man. And then and then it becomes right. Okay. This is me being this is fan speculation here. But if if he 
doesn't play Throw Thursday. The ball. If he doesn't play Thursday against the Sixers, which he's not going to. Well, then, like, if he plays immediately after that, guess what is what like is fanning the flames of the he was ducking the Philly crowd, didn't want right. to play in Philly. Oh yeah. And if he waits longer, then you're starting to like get into like, dude, what what the heck's wrong? Like. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just picked up 22 yards on third and 25. Should I take it to the fourth? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Take it to the fourth and we'll go from there. But yeah, I mean, so it's going to be interesting in the East. It's it's really competitive. Honestly, the West is really competitive too. Um, you know, trying to figure out out there. So Golden State had looked really good is had second the two seed kind of there, but they've hit a, a patch here where they're kind of struggling. Um, they still got a ton of talent though. Uh, so we'll kind of see if they can get right before the playoffs. Um, if not, I'm telling you, they could be right for a first round upset. Um, or they could win the, the, the championship, you know, like if right. they get right, they could, they could be the best team in basketball. Right. Uh, one of the best, well, one of the best slash most entertaining players in basketball right now, is John Morant and nice. Um, and he has Memphis as the two seed, I believe, right now. In the really, West. yes, yeah, insane. Um, Phoenix is the one seed, and they were from the finals well, last yeah. year. And now Chris Paul's gonna be out for an extended time, so we'll see what happens there. But oh, he dropped it. Our eyes been running back. <sighs> um, so. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I know our our listeners are going to be riveted following the NBA standings down over the next few weeks. Oh yeah, that's all we're going to talk about. But I mean, uh, oh, I was to, to pile on to that. I mean, what other standings are they going to be watching right now? So, right. Um, oh yes. Well, I mean, there's well, your uh, well. To be tw- fair, like if you want to check the NHL standings, you just got to flip them upside down. Like, whew. if you want to see the Flyers on top, yeah, Flyers are so bad. Flyers are so bad. I, I saw somebody say the other day, like shoot, like they're they're the worst thing in the league because not only are they bad, but they're uninteresting, right? And like that's the absolute worst. Big field goal. Big field goal. All right, all right. Let's see here. So so one side kick, right? <laughs> Yeah, so the Flyers are bad, and there's not even much to talk about. I honestly, uh, we we mentioned this on the show a little while ago, but I I obviously don't want to see him go, but I hope they get Giroux to a contender. You know, I'd like to see him go to the Avalanche. Yes, yep. That's uh, that's where I would pick for him to go. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens there. But the Flyers are no good. Another lost season. Oh, after coming. So oh, close stick on the sideline. in 2010, you know, the 09-2010 season. I mean, think about that. That was 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 12 years ago. Like, I, I remember celebrating that. That was the same time that Roy Halladay was uh, right around the same time Roy Halladay was throwing his perfect yep. game. Like, those were, that was all happening yep. in, in May of that year, of the, that f- incredible Flyers run where they came back against the Bruins down 3-0. Oh, my gosh, that and was amazing. And then in the eliminating game, we're down they're 3-0. down 3-0. Like, it, it, you couldn't have written it any better. And Our buddy Pat has a great story. So they didn't have tickets, obviously. I think that game was away, wasn't it? 
Yeah, was that in was Boston. in Boston. Yeah. But they went down to Chickies and Pete's for that game. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But it feels like ever since that Patrick Kane goal that like people didn't even realize it was a goal. We right. Thought, we thought we were going to be sending it back to Chicago for game seven. Oh, come on. And, uh, yeah, it was just deflating. And they haven't really been good since then. No. Do they have more than one or two series wins in the playoffs since then? Like, you can't have much more than that. If They haven't made the playoffs a ton since then. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Sixers on the upswing, looking good. Hopefully everyone can stay healthy. They can make the, uh, they'll make the playoffs. Hopefully they can make some noise in the playoffs. Flyers are not going to be there. Phillies. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with baseball? So Nothing good, man. We're, um, you know, in multiple weeks or close to a month now maybe of the lockout. I'm not even sure when it officially began. Well, um, they're, like, they're like 90 days into lockout. Oh, okay. I'm just. I must be just thinking about like the delay. Like of spring really? Training. Yeah, yeah. Spring yeah, the, training or is much. Yeah. So less. Valentine's Day is always like my mark because usually yeah. that's when pitchers and catchers are reporting is like right around Valentine's, give it give or take. So so in reality, I feel like most people have only been thinking about baseball for three weeks. Oh yeah, no, and, absolutely. And uh, and I told I think I said this last time. Like the it, I feel like baseball missed a huge opportunity to like. Be able to get a deal done right after, right after the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl and like yeah. capture a bunch of that momentum. Yep, oh, man, you pierce right through there. <sighs> of course, making it interesting. It's the end of the game. Um, right, AI yeah. boost. Yep. So, <sighs> baseball cannot afford a work stoppage like this. They're already losing games. Series are canceled. Doesn't I'm not even sure how close they are. No, they're not that close. That's the problem. They're not even close. Now I'm I'm going to tell you. So they they lost six or seven. Uh, we'll just say six games because they they canceled the first two series. Some of those series are two. Sometimes they're four. You know, like so yeah, it's hard it depends. To say. So we'll just say they lost six games. And I. I the risk at saying this. So I I've read some things on on this because what else is there you know sports wise to do? So I was reading up on it. There are some people that that believe, and again, so you're reading someone's opinion of someone's opinion. Right. So like take it with a grain of salt, but that they said basically the owners view April as disposable, but. That's about when, because I've seen others say that really, you know, the, the owners view the first two months. But the thing is, at 25 games is when most teams would have to start giving money back to their television partners. Oh. And so. Oh, no. Like, so there's something written in for 25 games. But, so that's where it gets kind of crazy. What do you want me to do here? I want you to make the call so I can <laughs> wave my hands at this is what I want. I, what I want you to do is pick up the first down. Oh, no, thank you. appreciate that. Go big or go home, right? I feel like we did that a few times last season, too. Oh, my. <gasps> oh, no. He dropped it. Again. Yeah, but he had the ball. It's right in his hands. Oh, gosh. 
All right, here we go. Time for oh, a turnover. I can't believe that just happened. Time for a turnover. Yeah, well, they boost the AI boost to 99 for everything. Backup quarterback coming back from 10 nothing down with three minutes left in the quarter or whatever or in the game. Pick it. I can't believe he dropped that. The Heisman, the returning Heisman winner has dropped two huge passes, one for a touchdown and now one for a fourth down conversion. That could have that would have iced the game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I found this on the web. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you found that on the web. I can't believe. Oh, I was like, oh, we're going to pick it. Oh, we're going to pick it. Oh, no, they're going to catch it. Like, that's kind of how I felt about that one. What was the uh, – the MLB offseason was weird, too, because did a, did a lot of people change teams? Like, Fourth were there trades no. and signings? And no, no. Like, Everyone there, there was some, and then, around. and then there was the then the lockout happened um, because like even though the CBA had expired, it was like basically status quo kind of stuff. That's why I just I I, I didn't <sighs> I uh, oh they gave it to him yeah they <sighs> did um, just don't. Like, I don't even know what's going on with the Phillies. Like, who their starting lineup would be. Who are, are the pitchers? Because I feel like right. nothing happens, but I know players' contracts expired. And, like, a lot of those guys are always on one or two-year deals. It, it's just a <gasps> lot. Yes! yes! There you go. Take it back. Take it back. Yes! Yes! Nice. Very nice. Huge, 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 huge. Nice road win to start the year. Heck yeah. Milk that clock. Yeah, they don't have any timeouts. Nope. Yeah, so... Yeah, I... So, here's the thing, and this might be a little counterintuitive, but, like, as long as there's not a an extended... an extended work stoppage... I don't know how much it will really hurt baseball. And and just let me explain. Because I don't think the number of games is what is hurting baseball. No, you're you know, right. Like, like, I feel, and, and to be very clear, I do not feel as though the pace of the game is not what I should say. The length of the game is, to me, that doesn't hurt baseball. Now, again, I'm biased because I love baseball. But to me, like, making adjustments to make a game two hours and 59 minutes instead of three hours and 14 minutes is foolish. Now I shouldn't say that. Let me rephrase. I think thinking that is what will solve your problems is foolish. Right. I'm not saying it's, it's necessarily bad. I just think like, if you're like, Oh, people will watch now. No people that were going to watch, we're going to watch. You know what I mean? You like, got to play the long game. It's right. going to take years for that. Too. Right. What they should do is open up the blackouts they should promote more of their stars like through like the social media aspects you know like those are the things that they need to do not like not worry about oh well is it taking you know 14 or 19 seconds between pitches who cares right you need to promote there there are so many things that 
they could get more bang for their buck on, you know, in right. terms of promoting their sport. And they don't do that. And that's that's where the bigger that's a bigger problem than losing a few games, in my in my opinion, or stuff like that. Because I feel like people will get all worked up about it, but when it's there, people are gonna go watch. You know what I mean? Like people are Absolutely. gonna watch. So like just think about how many times over the last few years people were like, I'm done, I'm not watching I don't know, the NBA anymore or the NFL anymore. Or like and give it time. When there's games, people watch. And the NFL ratings show that this year, you know, like yeah. Oh, there was a very real dip in in ratings for oh, yeah. three to five years, depending on yeah. what numbers you're pulling. But they're back up. I mean, they're right. higher than they have been right. for a while. So it was a it was a good year for the NFL, right? And but. and the NFL's king with with all that stuff, and and like it's kind of meant for it, you know. Like it, it's it's an event. There's only you know eighteen weeks, you know that it, it, it's. It's geared to that. Baseball's different, but like that's okay. Like that's okay. You can still be like this ridiculously good business. Um, they need to figure it out and get it done, though. Like get get it together and make it happen so that we get baseball. <laughs> Just feel like their uh, leadership is lacking. Yes. Yes. Like. And I know people, again, there are people who are like, look, my, Rob Manfred works for the owners, not the other way around. I, I understand. I'm fully aware of how commissioners work in relationship to the owners. But, like, I just also look at, I don't feel like. Whew, we jumped to number six. Hey, there we go. That was a big win. And um, Miami's coming to us. I just, I feel like there's there's a lot left to be desired with Rob Manfred. And that, that goes to before this situation, you know, like what's a good thing Rob Manfred's done. Right. Right. I saw the thing the other day, like fans, fans have now been uh, like, have had more games taken away from them than the Astros did for cheating, you know, like, (laughs) but like, and I know this is getting really petty, but the, the Astros, there were no games involved with any of the players who cheated right like that's absolutely ridiculous he called the trophy a hunk of metal and i know that's get maybe like but he's basically said a hunk of metal doesn't matter everybody knows you know what they know well no if that's your your if that's the prevailing thought in baseball which clearly not then how does the hall of fame which i know is a separate entity have all those issues with the hunks of metal that would be plaques you know what i mean like right no, that that's not how that works. And then he's smiling through the thing. Yeah, you know, he doesn't oh, look and, like he's sweating anything. And whenever and now all this stuff where where every anybody writes bad about him or the owners, they like put out these like they get like really upset and it gets leaked how like petty they are to some of the reporters and they basically um Ken Rosenthal, they fired him, you yeah. know, like Manfred's interaction with him was, oh, man. Yeah, like, dude, you're, like, I just think about, look at what Roger Goodell, and, like, we'll give Goodell a hard time when we think he deserves it. You know what I mean? Like, but he will go there, he stands there, and he takes it. He never, like, you know what I mean? He takes the brunt of it, whereas Manfred doesn't even do that. Like, he deflects all the blame. You know what I mean? Whereas I feel like Goodell, like 
in a way just lets that yeah that's why they pay me 55 million a year you know what i mean like there's a very like there's a lot of smug when it comes to rob manfred right right i i just i he's never been one of my fa- i mean obviously everyone had problems with bud selig too right but well, that's I because feel like bud manfred- selig like encouraged or, or oversaw the part of baseball where they encouraged steroids and then become holier than now yeah. and try to ban those people when there are already Talk steroid users in the both in sides the of their of mouth. Right. And I love David Ortiz. Like David Ortiz was fun to watch. Like he was the epitome of fun on those Boston teams before I hated the Boston teams. And like but he he was in the Mitchell report. Right? Like he, he was in the Mitchell report like he probably used steroids. I don't care. I don't care. Well, I don't. I don't like, care about any of them. Right. Like it doesn't matter. Like it is what it is. It's Everyone a, knows. It's a footnote in history. Everyone knows. Like there's the dead ball era. There's when you could doctor the ball. Like all right. these. There's all these right. other things. That or were how happening. about how about two years ago when baseball was using different balls? Major League Baseball gave different balls that had different stuff in them. Like, oh my gosh, Rob Manfred's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how about college football? Anything in college football? Like, like the death of playoff expansion? Or... Yeah, I. Unfortunately, it sounds like our league is a part of that. So it is. So I've heard that, but I've also heard that part of it is because they couldn't. What What it really comes down to is they couldn't work out the TV deals, right? Not that they really tried, but the Big Ten is in line for a huge, massive. Payday massive payday when it comes to TV deals. And so they said in part, the big 10 is not about to blow up the current TV deal structure where they're up next to get their big thing, um, yeah, which they also said um, the big 10 would never say it, but is saying like, thank you to the sec because the sec renewed their deal early and set the bar high. So now the big 10 has another, and like the AAC, ACC or the big, 12 or the Pac-10 or yes. 12, they signed like a 26-year deal or some yeah. ridiculous. ACC ridic- is the worst, exclusive with, with with ESPN, and most places still don't get the ACC network. Like, it's it's bad. Um, well, and Big the Big Ten- 12 network is essentially non-existent because it was the Longhorn network essentially was the Big Ten or the right, Big, the Big 12, 12 network. network. And the Pac-12 network, nobody wants to watch. So I think in the current deal that the Big Ten has, when it was negotiated, I think they get – like four hundred forty million a year. Yeah, and they think the next deal will be over a billion. Yeah, and and they said NBC could be in the running for it, which then brought up all these things of like, oh man, would that be what could draw Notre Dame into the Big Ten? Even though they're kind of more tied they're to the flirting ACC with the right ACC right. and everything else, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I feel like they'd be a great fit for the Big Ten. I know that's that's long I feel like we've been saying that forever, time. right? But but they're not going to join a conference unless they have to. And a 12-team playoff is not going to make them do it. So, like, if there was a six-team playoff, that was the five conferences and one at large. But the five conferences were guaranteed their thing. Then I I think Notre Dame might have – their hand might have been forced, but not now. Yeah. So, um, I mean, ideally, honestly – I know this wasn't on the table. I still like a 16-team playoff. And I, no, I know I people will throw their hands up in the air and be like, there's no way there's 16 teams worthy. I was like, 
why are you against more football? And the and we just talked about baseball being holier than thou about yeah. the steroid thing. Yeah. The number of people that are holier than thou about actually thinking they care about the health of players or that there are that overwhelming amount of players that care about playing another game, those things are so blown out of proportion. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's not, that's not me saying that health and safety isn't important. It's saying the focus that is being put on it is so out of proportion what, with what right. reality is or needs to be because, I mean, it, it, it's, it's preposterous to me when you just look at literally the next step down in college football has been doing a playoff of at least 16 teams for decades. Right, where you have fewer kids on scholarship. <laughs> right. And less uh, money for the facilities and everything. Like, So these commissioners right, and, and they go like, oh, well, well, the time away. Well, the, the time, you, you're about to run a billion-dollar tournament, you know, right in the middle of a semester. You know, like football, most of that playoff would take place between semesters. Right, yeah. Like – it's it right. There the are talking points. Are right. Just there are valid reasons. There are valid reasons to like have to be hesitant, but like some of those, many of them get thrown around and are not. Right. They're they're excuses to, to not, not blow up the system, system to, to not change things, things to, to not go to what everyone wants because of individuality yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh, well, however you want to slice it, whatever you want to say. Watch this. They show it. This is this is user pick, by the way. Tap the tap the button there, people. Sorry, started playing the outro for another podcast that I did. Way to go! <laughs> oh yeah, so that. I I mean, on the other hand, like I'm I'm excited for college football. Um, it was cool seeing some clips from uh, their max out day this week up at Penn State. Um, seeing Nick Singleton. I'm thinking, like, from quick math, like, thinking he was doing close to 500-pound squats there, it looked like. Yeah. Um, as a freshman, you know, a couple weeks into – actually, not a freshman. I mean, guess technically he is. But yeah. But essentially as a high school senior. Right. Um, I'd love to see that. Um, um, we, so – Sorry, I just no, want to yeah. pause the college football talk, go back to baseball, and you'd be better no, yeah. to answer this than I have. My dad said, what's the real problem Problem with the negotiation? Is it all about money, or is it bigger? So, Are there a, a so lot of other issues at the top? There, there's a lot. Um, one is what they call the CBT. That's a huge issue. It's basically the luxury tax threshold. And so baseball, famously or infamously, like depending on how – does not have a salary cap. However, the CBT has essentially become the de facto salary cap. It's just not a hard salary cap. So, like, the NFL has a hard salary cap. The NHL has a hard salary cap. Like, you must be under. The NBA has a soft salary cap where you have to be under or you get taxed at an insane amount and you you pay uh, essentially a fee to the league, right? Right. And well, they, base, they distribute base, that to others. Right. Baseball has that. And that money goes to the lower market teams, smaller market teams, and then they do that. Well, the issue is, like, in the NBA, in the NFL, in the NHL, where they have these salary caps, there's also a salary floor. So teams have to spend a certain amount of money. What's happening in baseball is teams are spending less and less money 
which I know is crazy to believe because you see all these huge contracts. But yes, you get the huge contracts spread out. But a lot of teams, like the Nationals and stuff, they defer payments on those too. So they break them out over a long time. But then they're like, I think I saw something like the average pay in, in Major League Baseball has dropped every year for the last four years. Wow. So like they're paying less money each year and they're making more money. Well, okay. 2020 aside, and not that you can just write that off, but you know, like that's the year they lost money. The other years they're, they're all making money, including bad teams. Like I think someone had put out um, some money for, or put up numbers for some of the teams that are not good. So like the issue is the owners don't want that threshold to change and the players want it to just go up gradually like a salary cap kind of does, you know, or I, again, there was a year I think in the NFL where it went down because of COVID, it might've gone down for this past year, right? but it'll go back up again next year. Cause I'm, I'm not, I don't know for a fact, but I would assume revenue is back up. Um, so th- that's a big thing. Cause the owners, many owners wanted to stay the same. I think there were three teams that were over the luxury tax next year. Now that directly affects the Phillies because the Phillies actively try to stay under the luxury tax. Um, so like if there was a change to that, if it were to go up, they would in theory be able to be more active and try and get some other players. Um, another big thing, and this is where it gets super confusing. And you and I have talked about this a lot where like, we love like that GM aspect of stuff, but in baseball, it's so insanely confusing. Teams like manipulate players so that they can't become right. free agents and or cool. or even become like eligible for arbitration and stuff. And that's where I guess yeah. What do they call that? Right, um, the super twos. Like, there's a good number of players, like the best of the best service can, time. Right? Yes, so players like. On it's again on bad teams that are just not trying to compete, they'll not call up their better players until June because they'll well then it doesn't count as a full year and we get another year to control them where where they're actively just not trying to win you know so like there are issues with all of those things um, the the owners want fourteen playoff teams. The players have agreed to expand to 12, but with that, they feel that, (laughs) bless you, they feel that 14 waters it down a bit, where you have 14 out of 30 teams. I think there's 30 teams, but 14 out of 30 teams making the playoffs. Then you'll have more mediocre teams that are like, look, we don't need to spend more money because, yeah, we won 78 games, but we made the playoffs. You know? So, I... I mean, I, you obviously don't know how those things will work out till they're kind of go through. But I, that makes sense to me. You know, like I could see a team being like, "Oh well, we made the playoffs last year." Um, but the a couple big things are the owners don't want players to be available for arbitration and to become free agents earlier, and they don't want the the um, the threshold for the luxury tax to change. What's going on with the the minor league system? How does that play into so all of this? So I think minor league stuff was is like a separate thing and so minor league baseball is going to start essentially as scheduled, I believe. Um 
Now, I say that. I, I believe that is for guys that are going to, maybe guys that are not on like the 40-man rosters or whatever, because I don't know that they can play. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't think like, I don't think Bryce Harper can just be like, oh, I'm going to go play for the Iron Pigs. You know, like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't think that would be allowed. Um, not that he would, you know, like, because I don't know why you would risk getting hurt and then who knows that stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> it, 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 it's super confusing. It's confusing to me that, like, because Major League Baseball is a, a huge role in the minor league system, but yes. that the minor league players can all, you know, they have, right. are in camp and are playing the, right. I think the Reading Phillies start April 8th or yeah. something like yeah. that. Which I'm excited about. Like that's the great Reading Phillies are one of the best things yeah. in this area for entertainment, especially family friendly entertainment. It, it's a great place to go. So I'm very excited that that's happening. I just yeah. kind of feel weird without having you know the Philadelphia Phillies not playing. Most right. I mean, I, by I April eighth, they probably won't be. Yeah, I don't think they can. So yeah, it, it's a weird thing. But they are the 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 MLB players that are being locked out. Are they attempting to better the lives of the minor league? I thought I heard that they were trying to so, get some stuff built into the CBA yeah, to cover. Yeah, that. and I think some of that is they want the bonus pool, like the they want like the I think the bonus money to be higher. Uh, well, actually, the thing I read today, uh, Buster only kind of broke down a lot of the things like the the I say non money. It's all money, you know, like it, it's all money related, but like. Some of the less like than like contract salary numbers stuff that's in that are negotiating points right now are geared towards the younger players. And he said, so what's what he predicts is going to happen when a deal works out eventually. He said, you're still going to have the huge name guys and the big huge contracts. And you're going to have he he's guessing some improvement for the younger guys. He said, and where the owners are going to make up for that is in the veteran free agents that are like the middle of the pack guys. Those okay. are the guys that are going to be They're left gonna out. They're going to ones that are going to hurt. Right. Which you can say, oh, you want, like, that's how it was working in baseball for the last five years anyway. You know, like, that's what you've seen is, like, some of that get, like, some of those guys, like, the, the money. I say the money's not there. I, I don't know. Like, I do... I struggle with teams like the Pirates who just don't even care to sign their players, you know, trade players before they ever really develop, before they ever have to pay them. Like, I just, I I struggle with that stuff. You know, like, I'm not saying they can, com- like, that they can compete spending wise with, like, the Yankees or something, but, like, Drop passes, they don't, man. they don't really try. You know, like, and and again, it gets weird in baseball because of the TV deals. The TV deals are so weird. Oh shoot! Um, Not a good pun because they're all they're all individualized to the teams. Whereas you know the NFL, NBA, like, well, NBA is probably a little different, but like the NFL, like, it's all national TV works out, and they split that money evenly. Right. So. Uh, hopefully that clears it up a little bit. I know I've learned some stuff. Uh, I just it's disappointing as we get to this point of the year when March rolls around. I, I know 
Yeah, March. I'd love to have spring training games on. Right. You know, like it just like is it because it doesn't matter. Like it's it just is. But it's nice to have baseball back. And I know it gets overshadowed by March Madness. The the men's college basketball tournament. Like that's the thing in March. That's what's happening in March. That's the most important thing. And then in April, if you're not a basketball or hockey fan, you always had baseball to fall back on, and that was the big time. And I don't I enjoy Phillies baseball the most those first like three months, like April, May, and June. Now obviously if they're good, it lingers a lot longer, but it's hard when they're flirting with five hundred or worse for me to be interested in Phillies baseball in July, August, and September. Because football is dominates my mind. Right. At all levels, you know, high school, college, pro. I, uh, especially, but then it just gets compounded. The Phillies aren't good. Right, right. So, you know, th- that's what I think. That's where I think. I know the number of games doesn't matter, but th- no, April, it, May, June, and, and July right. are well, the that's time where they for hook baseball you in. to that's matter. That's where they hook you in. You know, like, if they, if they have a good april and may like you're gonna follow through june and like if they're still in it now in july you're you're watching you know like but if that's not there like here's the thing and they said the the danger is people will find other things to entertain them and i know like again it's easier said than done but like you know what i'm probably going to be doing and it's already happening because not that it would have been happening in place of this at this point but like I've watched more 76ers games and I'm probably oh, yeah. going to watch even more, you know, like, right. cause like they're not up against the Phillies, you know, like now as it comes down, I'm not talking like playoff Sixers games, but like, uh, you no, know, a late March season. or early April Sixers game versus like a uh, Phillies game. Oh gosh. How do you get behind on the cover? Like the deep coverage. Oh, that's frustrating. We're looking looking good, and now I can't get anything moving on offense the last couple series. Well, in for a bit of a fight here. All right, let's see. Let's get the mojo back. Let's get back to what we were doing. Yeah, so... Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I just hope they they get something worked out sooner rather than later. Um, I, it, it it's just one of those things. I I get really frustrated that like there's no reason this should this couldn't have been worked out before. Right. It's um, a, I I don't understand. Yeah. I guess like, they they always like, say, "Oh, there's no urgency. There's no urgency." Right. Well, then, but if you weren't that close, right. Like I know, now I know you're messed like, the, up the owners so locked him out and then didn't give a proposal for like 43 days and then took like another like three weeks to respond to like the, the, the initial response. Like just like things like that. Like, come on. Like, I, I don't know. I, and I understand like I, when you get close to the deadline, then everybody's going to care about it more, but then you find yourself and Hey, guess what? You couldn't get it all done. Imagine right. that. Yeah, um, shocking it, there. It makes it like, and again, I, I, I am, I am biased in this. Like, but I look at that and I'm like, well, yeah, they didn't want to get a deal done. You know, like that's right. how I, like, and maybe not judging not by their action or by their words, but by their actions, they didn't want to get a deal done, and 
that's what they got, you know? So we'll see. But yeah, I, I just want baseball sooner rather than later. And first down, good job. <sighs> 21 rushes already for the one, just the one guy. Just I just can't break anything. Hey, I'm not getting the the chunk yardage. Right. This is this is where, of course, we're playing 2014 Miami and not current Miami, right? Right, 2015. <laughs> we're at 2015. Oh yeah, sorry, 2015 Miami. Yeah, well, they still have Greg Rousseau on their defense. So, <laughs> all right. So, back back to college football. Yeah. Um, TV contract playoff playoff expansion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, or or Penn State. Well, you were talking about Nick Singleton and yeah, and their, looks their, good, the group like, that's coming. There. Like I love that they're getting a bunch of early enrollees. Um, see those guys contribute quickly. Um, yeah, I I'm looking forward to big things from the young guys. And I I know this sounds crazy, but like because we talk about it, and people have said like, well, Franklin's had you know. Good recruits. Yeah, he has, but it's kind of been like a roller coaster up and down, up and down. Um, you look at those teams that are competing for playoff spots, and I know the playoffs may change by the time this happens for Penn State, but you need recruiting classes like they had this past year every year. Right. You know, you need to and, have them and, three out of five years. Right, right. And that's how you get guys, you know, that's how you get guys like going. And so, like, I love that. They have two top 100 linemen already, you know, Uh, both five stars, you know, like that would be as many five stars. I think I don't I forget. They they threw out some numbers like it's been a long time, (laughs) Um, but like and, you know, they have room to add some other pieces there that but getting a good a good 2022 class adding a good 2023 class. Then you start to build some momentum, you know, hopefully you can win some games this year. Uh, kind of turn that that around. I like that. There's there's probably going to be more competition in the quarterback room than there's been for a little bit. And hey, look, if if Clifford wins the job, so be it. You know, like, but I think with uh, the way I, I don't is it Valu or Bayou you know, Bayou looked, and with some of those freshmen coming in, good. Make them make them earn it. Drew Alars coming in. I hey, if Alar wins it, great. You know, yeah, I'd love yeah. to see him get it early and have a chance with these young guys that develop over the next couple of years. Yeah, just we'll see. I like I like the Manny Diaz hire. Yeah, so do I. Like I love that. Hopefully, and it'll help. I know, I know. This. We I think we might have mentioned this before, but it's hard for me to remember what we talked about in our text versus what I we know, talked about. I know, right? But, say it all the time. Like if, if people are like, yeah, but he he's obviously going to want to be a head coach. Yeah, guess what? A lot of them want to be head coaches. And if he goes to be a head coach, guess what that means? It means the defense is probably pretty darn good. Right. Like no one's going to want to hire him if the defense is ranked right. 80th. Right. So I'm excited for that. So um, so he's here for two years. So yeah. what? Yeah. Great. I'll take him for two years. That's a problem for future James Franklin. Right. Like, and, and and maybe that gives him enough times to promote people that they need to move up in the system. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know Penn State lost some significant contributors. You know, Jahan Dotson and Jaquan Brisker are probably the two biggest one that everyone's right. going to point to. 
but if they can tweak that offensive line a little bit, I, like I, I'm not down on Clifford being back. He, we know what we have in Clifford, and once he, he was a different player once he got hurt last year. But up until that Iowa, that part of the Iowa game. He looked good. Like yeah, he was he not really the problem. They were going to win that game by double figures. Yeah, and they should have with the way that Iowa fell apart throughout the rest of the year. I mean, Iowa wasn't it wasn't anything special. Um, no. So I, I I'm cautiously optimistic for Penn State. Do I think this is a team that's going to you know go twelve and two and challenge for the conference title or make the playoff? No, but no one thought that in 2016 either. Right. So all and, it takes is a couple of players. I think Penn State is building there. I'm not. But sure. you know what? Also, right here's the thing. I'm not saying we need to compete. Obviously, you want to. I want Penn State to be a spot at a spot where they can are competing for a playoff every year, right? Like I, that's what I want. And is that delusional? Maybe, but like that's what I want. But guess what? We're we're probably like a full step away from that right now. Right. And so the next thing is, I would say to like return back to where we were a few years ago where when we were knocking on the door. Right. Right. Where we're like, you know, maybe the best one loss team or maybe the best or absolutely the best two loss team. you know, like one of those things like that. I know. And is that setting the bar too low? Maybe, but like, okay, let's, let's deal with that when we get there, you know, like let's win some, Oh my gosh. Why? The um, the last two years just really, it's just really wild. I mean, the COVID yeah. year was just awful in yeah, twenty twenty. That, that was just it was hard to to fathom uh, what happened and how things went so poorly there. Then last year started so strong and ended so bad. I, I don't I don't know what to expect now. Right th- this coming year. Right, but, and that and that's where I feel like expectations are lower. I know Franklin signed the contact, contract extension, but like I feel like things are lower. Um, oh. All right, here we go. Um, so <laughs> my dad says um, your check bounced because of the memo. <laughs> so here's the thing, I. I think I told you ahead of time I was going to do something like that. You did. Yes, you did. And then... Your dad... Like, there were people in the shop, so, the, you know, your dad had other things going on. Yeah, he didn't notice unless but I... But he also seemed less than amused when I did it, too. So I was like, oh, man. Like, yeah, he was mad. Right, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, like, I gambled. Like, like, it was one of those that was like, oh, like... No. I'm not really sorry, but, like... I'm sorry it wasn't received received well. I knew you'd appreciate it though. Like that. No, he he was yeah he didn't notice it and and then we were busy and he actually I don't think he read it right the first time and I think he thought that you were talking about yourself which he's like well yeah I already know oh. that <laughs> you know kind right. of and I was I was yeah like it there were people in there so I couldn't be like oh yeah like you know when when you sign it that that means that's true like you know like. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I was like, oh, man, I kind of felt bad. And that takes a lot for me to feel bad for <laughs> giving, giving Bill a hard time. But, um, uh, the Heisman winner is, uh, is back in form this game. I didn't get over 100 yards with him last game. He also hasn't helped himself with all the drought passes. Yeah. Come on, I'm buddy. I'm not sure what that's about. Oh, shoot. 
Freaking lineman. Um, <sighs> that's yeah. frustrating. Let's see. Um, here you go. We'll talk about this. Yeah. So Throw Coach, K, Coach K's me. last game <sighs> that's at, rough. at uh, Cameron Indoor yesterday. So my wife tells a story. I don't know that I've told you this story before, but like, so Ron, my father-in-law, his his golf coach, um, just turned a hundred. Whoa! <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, but, that's impressive. So my father-in-law played golf in college. He, I don't. He they live. He lives on a golf course uh, or, or down in North Carolina right now. But this is maybe ten years ago or so. Dude. That Ron and Barb were visiting them. Um, his coach, they call him coach, and, and his wife. And they were, he took him around the campus of Duke because I think he went on to be the golf coach at Duke. I'm not 100% sure about that part, but they're, they're like standing in Cameron Indoor, right? And just there's nothing going on. They're just in there. Yeah, hey, it's still a cool and, place to be. Yeah. And Coach K walks by and says, Hey, coach, like to oh. him. Like, and, it's just like he's anyone else, huh? Right, right. Just like, you know. Also, like, one of my mom's, like, best friends, like, in Columbia, where we lived before, right? Her husband was uh, one of the girls, like, assistant coaches and, and things like that for basketball. Wrote Coach K, like, a letter and got a handwritten letter in response. Nice. And wrote, again, like, they would wrote back and forth numerous times and got, like, responses from, like... Again, just That's like awesome. cool stuff like that. I asked oh friend of the show, Adam. I asked him, uh, Shoot. what are you kidding me? I asked him who who was his favorite Duke player. You asked like, Adam that. Yeah, tough question. Right? Like, and there aren't necessarily right and wrong. I mean there are right and wrong answers. If you say Grayson Allen, you're wrong. Um but <laughs> like I said I kind of I, thought I, it would be Shane Battier. So I kind I went I went with and honestly, I went more from when I was a little more aware of it. So I went with um in order I went Trajan Langdon, the Alaskan assassin. Okay. Um I thought he was bad. And then I said Shane Battier. Yeah. And I'm tr- Oh, I went uh Jason Williams. I went oh, Jay Will. How about Red? That's my third. So I liked Reddick more in the pros. Um, right, I know, but this specifically is an Adam, a Duke basketball Right, fan. so like, those were my three in order. Um, Adam went Grant Hill. And I'm oh, like, okay. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, that like. A lot that, of sense. Right, and honestly. Oh, my gosh, here we go. Uh, annoying. I was setting up, setting up for a field goal and through the pick, trying to pick up that third down. <sighs> We won defense first, right? Yeah. Good. There were there was only there there was a right and wrong answer there. Jeff I just wanted put, to make sure. put all the pressure on me. That's right. <laughs> what if I get a pick six? Hey, all right, I'll take it. Oh, oh that guy just tossed you! Wow. Woo. Um, so wait, so the three you mentioned, were those your guesses for Adam? No, 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 those, those were mine. Those three? were mine. He said, um, he came back with, cause so when I asked him, I also listed mine. Um, and he came back with Grant Hill would probably be his one. And I'm, I, I, that's 
a really solid answer. I can't really complain about that one. Right. No, I, I'm with you on that. Um, I feel like my three would probably be Battier, Boozer, and Reddick. Okay. Because um, I, I feel like I didn't pay enough attention when Leitner and Hill were playing. Right. Like, I was aware of some I'm aware of, of Leitner oh. because... If because I if I pick that, that's a pick six and wins the game. <laughs> well, my um, dad was there. Right, I know. That's amazing. That that's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, this is one of those where I'm like, I feel like this should be like third or fourth down, and it's second down. I thought you had that pick. Oh. So. Yeah, so those those were mine. Um, yeah, honestly, without looking at actually, a list. So a few years ago, the last time Villanova won the the title, I went to the. It was the Saturday games. Was that twenty eighteen. They kick in. They have to. It's fourth and ten, or fourth and goal. All right, well, you held them. Now I gotta gotta get us in the end zone. Maybe he misses it. <laughs> Miss it. Nope, down the middle. All right. All right. Touchdown wins it. So I said, no pressure, right? No pressure. Yeah. So I, um, yeah i I got to see Duke play. So I got to see Villanova play, and I got to see Duke play. Those were the two teams. Like Didn't Duke two- almost lose? Um, I feel like Duke won. Villanova was like kind of like okay. a bit of a struggle, but Villanova played Alabama, who was pretty good. And then we didn't know that when we got tickets. Like I just met up with some of my college friends, and we like bought tickets before they was announced. And then as it's going, Villanova was the one seed. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to get Pittsburgh because that was the closest site, and they did, and that was really cool. And Duke was on that side too. The way the players are running at the end there, I thought there was a fumble. So did I. No, no, no. I just think of this exact same thing. Um, But, yeah, so it it was cool to see Duke uh, play and and all of that stuff. Um, And they weren't playing against Villanova, so I was was rooting for them too. We did it. All right. Heck of a start to the season. Too bad Miami didn't win their first game and stay ranked. They were twenty second coming in, but they I'm lost serious? week one. And they're like a they're like a ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> we just played our uh, the second highest uh, thrill, most thrilling game in game score. I don't know if that's just for this right dynasty or if that's overall all of mine. My number one has to be where I went to LSU and kicked that yes. last yes. second field goal. Yes. That I, I feel like that's probably got to be number one. Um. So, yeah, here we are. We are done with the first two games of Dynasty Year 3. Just going to save this, and uh, we'll have to do the recruiting the next time. But Justin and I will be playing this uh, through most of April, maybe finishing up sometime in May. we got to play, um, well, I think we can play 12 games. We might have to, uh, if we are good enough, and we play in the conference championship in a bowl game or national title game, we're going to be playing 13 or 14 games. So, um, but it was fun last year. We thought we would do it again this year. We're not going to get as much. We're not going to get to play an additional year like we did last year. Where we played two years before we had to get into football season, but we th- figured we'd get another year in here. Year three. 
and uh, wrap things up. We'll be talking sports just like we did tonight every week. You know, we'll be back next Sunday, the Sunday thereafter. We're on most of the next two months. I think we're just missing Easter Sunday. Other than that, we should be here playing college football video game and talking about sports. And obviously, we're going to throw in a bunch of NFL in there. Uh, but if you have a topic or something you want us to cover, you know, feel free to hit us up social media at Joe Mays and JRAF or at Joe Mays and JRAF show at Joe Mays or excuse me, Joe Mays and JRAF at gmail.com is the email. You can do all these kind of things uh, to get in contact with us. But appreciate you uh, joining us for the ride. For those of you watching, listening after the fact, subscribe to the cha- channel, like, follow. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. So for Justin, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. Brought to you by May's Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time, 